0: Let's do this. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 53 of the latest PS5 podcast. Now, before we move forward, I want you to hear something very carefully. He's here, he's live. I've got Mr. Alex Sylvester with me, live in my living room, drinking away. How are you doing, Alex?
1: I'm doing fantastic, mate. Live here in reality with our unofficial sponsor, San Miguel. (laughs) Especially how it's so refreshing.
0: (laughs) It is indeed. It is indeed. Now, there's a lot of news to get through because Herman Holst decided to drop a big interview and inconspicuously answer questions that people are kind of throwing at Sony why they're doing this, why they're doing that. He answered everything as to why they're doing it and why they're doing that. Which we'll get into. So I don't want to go through the whole interview. I've got the bullet points of the major news. One which I've been predicting from the moment they announced the game. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, how are you and what have you been playing? I'm doing fantastic. What games have I been playing? Well,
1: <clears throat> I've kind of had a little uh, respite because uh, Last of Us 2, uh, as everybody will know, the 60 FPS um, update for the PS5 has just been announced for the last week. And uh, Sony has just been a best friend to me by um, dropping the price from whatever it was to 9.99. so I managed to pick that up. And I haven't actually played the game yet, so I'm looking freaking forward to it when it finally gets to me um, the next couple of days. So that's the game I will be playing and I'll be doing a massive in-depth retro review of that FPS update uh, by next week definitely because I'm going to be knees deep in it man, so I'm
0: telling you that from now man, I can't wait man, I'm so hyped up <laughs> <laughs> Dude I'm excited for you to play the game you know for the listeners who are listening and myself you know who have played The Last of Us Part 2 I think the general consensus is it's one of the greatest games ever made yeah. over 300 Game of the Year awards it now has the PS5 patch so I'm 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 with you, you know. I've just finished Man of Medan, which is um, from Supermassive Games, yeah. published by Bandai Namco. This is a part of the Dark Pictures anthology. I have finished that, dude. I've clocked The Last of Us Part Two, uh, what? But I'm ready for my platinum run, so I'm going for the platinum. I'm gonna go for it. I want to play the game with the PS5 patch installed, so I'm I'm really excited. We've got just over a week until Ratchet hits yeah. on my birthday can't wait yeah. but i thought right i'm gonna platinum the last of us part two you know so um i, can't believe that I love game.
1: the game like sony's
0: actually released
1: last year uh, they did the uh, ps5 announcement on your birthday Damn. <laughs> and then this year the release Ratchet and clank on your birthday man i mean they must have some affiliation with you dudes <laughs>
0: they love me they love me so and disney are trying to get me on their side from oh, dc because like loki's out on my birthday oh, as well <laughs> But anyway, listeners, uh, this show is brought to you by our Patreon producers. Because Alex is live, I don't have the list to hand, but Patreon producers, we know you're listening. We love you. Thank you so much for your support. And listeners, if you want to help support the show, keep this show running, which is the latest PS5, which is two industry veterans just talking PlayStation, talking video games. We would really appreciate it. Just head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest ps5 by supporting the show you get extra access to different playstation shows which we do each week each week when alex is not here with me we record videos and we put them up as well so uh, patreons get exclusive access to videos of the podcast so you have a choice of audio and video and most importantly you get access to every single episode early each and every week way before it goes live on all the public feeds with that being said alex let's get into the news. Some, news some big 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 news oh actually before i get into the news just to rewind if you look at the description of this podcast um there's a link to a youtube channel that's the latest ps5 youtube channel where me and alex upload live reaction videos where you can see us just flabbergasted sorry i'm burping at the same time because of the san miguel beer san miguel, but um okay. Yeah, you can see our live reaction videos where we just get absolutely blown away by Horizon Forbidden West, for example. And all over E3, there's going to be so much video content. We're also uh, cutting the main show of the latest PS5 into smaller video segments, which go onto YouTube as well. So, yeah, head over to YouTube via that link. Please subscribe to the channel, like the videos as well. Um, again, it's just a bit of fun and more content for you guys, really. But Alex, let's get to the news. So Herman Holst, who's head of uh, PlayStation Worldwide Studios now, he sat down um, and did a podcast with PlayStation Blog um, and obviously answered a lot of questions about PlayStation uh, that people were kind of like worried about and asking questions about or why did Sony make these decisions? So we're going to go through the bullet points on that. But the biggest one, the biggest drop on there was what i said the moment it was released yeah. uh, via a teaser trailer this was even before the ps5 launch is that god of war is officially delayed and now moves into the 2022 release launch window <laughs> it was expected um, you know we obviously got the teaser trailer a month before uh, launch which was last october it showed uh, ragnarok 2021 we all knew that that was sort of um just a way to boost ps5 interest yeah. over series x before the launches But, I mean, for me, obviously, I don't think Sony need it this year just because there's not enough semiconductors, there's not enough consoles, they're already outselling the Series X over 2 to 1, they're selling out of every machine they have. Why release your Ace cards when you can hold them until Bethesda's games start coming out? Now you have competition, but bang, God of War comes out then. Plus, the benefit is people at Sony Santa Monica are safe in the development process and we're getting quality you know it's not rushing but what's your thoughts obviously on god of war being delayed uh
1: my reports uh, for seeing that placeholder card was just literally for people to know that there's going to be more information in 2021 <laughs> but that's it and that's what, if they just said that we would be like all right cool that makes sense but like you said there's no point in shooting your load so early in the game you know you got to keep your stamina going you got to make sure that you can last at least a few rounds especially when uh, xbox is still trying to get out the starting blocks but uh it's going to get interesting so i'm glad that they're taking their time and it also gives gives uh, sony enough time to build that uh, that fan base that install base and yeah it's
0: just going to make it a better competition for next year isn't it and more importantly it gives them more time to get the feedback into the dual sense controller for me mm. because oh my god this is my favorite thing about the ps5 yes. we talked about ssd i take it back and i'm going on your page it's the dual sense controller I love it, you know.
1: Defining piece of tech for this generation, and Sony smashed it. So yes. Definitely,
0: um, obviously, another bit of news that was relating to God of War and Gran Turismo Seven yeah. is that they're now officially confirmed as cross generational games, both PS4 and PS5. I'm going to hand the mic to you because you had something to say about this. <laughs> kaching,
1: kaching, kaching, kaching. I mean, again. <laughs> Who was it? Who, who said that? Like, was it last year? Was it Mark Cerny? Or who said that we're going to base it? Was it uh, Jim Ryan saying that we're not going to focus? We're not going to focus on um, uh, the current gen, which at the time was the PlayStation 4. We're just going to switch over to PS5. And that's going to be it. But money talks, ladies and gentlemen, as we all know, and it just makes financial sense. You're looking at 114 million, almost 120 million in uh, store base. And why would you let that go? just to just to show that you 're on top, you know i mean it's not going to make financial sense, yes, you'll release an amazing you know piece of ge- um amazing game uh, it's going to look absolutely amazing, but in terms of that money that that bottom line it's not going to do anything at all. <laughs> you know what I mean, so you might as well take advantage of that one hundred and twenty million potential users and release these key games which everybody wants, and plus after the year that we 've all had. You know, sharing the love is, you know, is what we want right now. So the fact that they're actually releasing it on the PS4 for all those fans is a perfect move. And it's still early in the game. You know, it's like we're we're still part of that transition period. We don't need to go straight into the PS5. I mean, it would be great advantageous to everybody who's got one. But realistically, the PlayStation 4 is still an amazing console, even though it does sound like a jet engine Hmm. most of the time, you know, especially on these high-end games. But... Like you've mentioned previously, as long as you've got headphones man, you can just drown out that and you can just leave that sound for everyone else to to get disturbed by. Um but yeah, that's my thoughts on it. I'm glad that they're um going with the dual dual generation uh move. But um what about
0: you, man? Yeah, I mean it's interesting. We've got a um a mix really, haven't we? Because we've had PS5 exclusive games in Demon Souls, Returnal, Astro and the upcoming Ratchet & Clank, they're specifically PS5 only. Mm -hmm. Then you've got everything else, you know, Miles Morales, you have uh, God of War, Gran Turismo, Horizon, all coming PS4, PS5. Mm again it depends how it's built you know if 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 it's true that they're saying that they're building the ps5 version and scaling down it's not a problem to me i mean if horizon comes out looking the way it did from that state of play i'm not complaining as i said to you after playing resident evil village which is an extraordinary game that's cross-generational but what made it really stand out was the 3D audio and the DualSense capabilities. You know, that really stood out. Now, if I have no load times, amazing use of the DualSense controller, immaculate 3D audio, stunning 4K visuals, 60 frames per second. I'm not going to complain. We've just turned into snobs because of what we we can see, what the PS5 can do. You know, but I'm, I'm with you on that one. I am devastated because Sony did change the tack. I don't think they changed the decision. I think they always knew they that they knew. were going to do PS4, they PS5. Yeah. They just had to be really, really careful and stand out separate, you know. Um, but again, it's a business. It worked. People are going to bitch at them for one day. And then Sony will be like, here's another bit of news. And then people will <laughs> be like, oh, my God, we love you. We love you again. You know. we up as <laughs> well,
1: so we know there's <laughs> another state of play or something, you know, in the works. So, yeah. Come
0: on, son. That's it. So we move on to another story from there. And the big one from that is uh, Sony's Ben Studio, based out of Oregon. Now, these are the guys, obviously, that have made many PSP games, like Resistance. They've made some God of War games on there as well. They've made a lot of games. But the big one being uh, Days Gone, which came out on the yeah. PS4, which has recently come out to PC to great success. Now, this is a game that Sony's PR team completely messed up because they sent the review code out before the patch was available it reviewed badly <laughs> then the patch came out made the game great game sold really really well for them but the metacritic score was hurt but then it comes out on pc with the patch and it's reviewed and it's in the 80s you know so it tells you it's a great game stunning game absolutely love it i platinumed it but the big news is uh ben studio is officially developing a new intellectual property a new game a new IP. Now the big thing about this was there was rumors a few weeks back that Ben Studio had started work on the Last of Us remake, which we know was in development. Now we know that that's moved to Naughty Dog because Ben basically told Sony we don't want to make this game, yeah. uh, which Naughty Dog have now. And now obviously Ben Studio are working on a brand new IP. go along their catalog so days gone isn't it they can go back to days gone in the future and make a sequel maybe towards the end of the ps5 generation but i mean again a brand new ip from a sony first party studio and obviously a big thing is they're talking about i mean herman holst mentions that they're using the same sort of tech as um you know they used in days gone for an open world game so it sounds like it's another open world game your thoughts
1: My thoughts uh, is, yeah, new IPs is always good, especially with a company like Bend, you know, taking on a brand new IP is only going to mean to good things and obviously taking on board what they've learned over the past, well, almost 30 years in a game from games like Bubsy, (laughs) you know what I mean, on the snares back in the day. The infamous Syphon Filter, which I hope, is the IP that they're looking to reinvigorate because the filter franchise was brilliant. Um, we just needed a bit of a kick, and especially with the uh, generation, well, the graphics that we got now, it would just be perfect, especially as uh, Solid Snake is taking an um, in, <laughs> indefinite holiday. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's good news, um, and i like to see the fact like, well, A slash AAA Studios, such as Ben Studios, <clears throat> taking on something new. So uh, come on, and don't make blunders like releasing... The patch afterwards <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like it's just stupid that's like a rookie move uh, but yes i do hope that they do go for an open world game i mean that would just be what we need especially taking advantage of um the ssd which is what it's geared for you know i mean we're talking about like massive drawing distances we're looking at high fidelity graphics and yeah the load time there's not gonna be load times obviously but in terms of loading um assets into the game it's just gonna be a piece of piss and that's what i really want to see these studios really take advantage of so that's what i'm really looking forward to
0: the technical side of things but we'll see well just to uh wet your appetite a little bit days gone was built on unreal 4 so let's see if they use unreal 5 or not on that sense but um listeners also if you want an update on what games will look like or could potentially look like if you go to youtube as well and just search unreal 5 there's a new 15 minute unreal presentation about unreal engine 5 yeah. it's very very tech heavy um so you will probably get lost in it if you're not into developing but you it's won't really neat you won't you won't won't...
1: visually you will
0: not be disappointed speaking of not being disappointed <laughs> alex you know what makes me happy what makes you happy after all the dread doom and gloom about what sony doing with japan and things like that yeah. uh the big news as well that came out the interview is uh team asobi is expanding.
1: Whoa.
0: Yes, the creators of Astro's Playroom, Astro Bot Rescue Mission, mm-hmm. they're expanding. Um, and a key line that was used in this interview with Herman Holst was creating global appeal franchise for all ages. We know it's, astral, it's right? Astro, right? But how do you top the memory-driven, the nostalgia of Astro's Playroom? But, I mean, how do you feel about the fact that they're putting money and personnel behind Team Solbi?
1: Well, it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, Timo Solbi smashed it out of the park with Astro's playroom. And the fact that Sony identified that and actually released it as a free game you know, the confidence alone, you know, with that IP, they know that they're actually onto a winner. So much so that it's easily um, able to uh, stand toe-to-toe, you know, with the likes of Mario. You know, one of the most uh, world-renowned characters in the video game industry. Obviously dominated by Nintendo. Uh, Sega had uh, Sonic, which has kind of had its little floundering response, floundering uh, response, but it's kind of... Um, got its respect back up actually after the, uh, the last movie right released a couple of years ago which the second one's coming out next year I believe but for Sony they've not really had a key iconic character they haven't especially for like an, you know all rangers so <clears throat> i mean they kind of tried to do it with crash bandicoot but that was still kind of too adult ratchet and clank well maybe you know but um you also have croc back on the playstation one days and spyro they've had loads of attempts you know what i mean to get that key um, family driven ip character but i think um when they released it with astro on um, the vr play was it the vr yeah, yeah the vr player in that game the first time I put that on my face, I'm talking about the VR unit, mate. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, anyway, the first time I played that game, uh, instantly the game felt like it was a triple-A high-quality game which could have been created by the likes of Nintendo. It pretty much set the standard for me, you know, a veteran platformer. Especially in the three D world, as to where all three D platformers, especially in VR, need to be, and they just went from strength to strength. Especially with Astro's Playroom release on PlayStation Five, and and that's just a free demo. Well, it wasn't a free demo; it's a free game, you know. So Sony's onto a winner. You know they're making some really key moves and making Astro like the mascot for their company right
0: now is a brilliant move. So yeah, keep going. Yeah, definitely. You forgot about uh, Jack and Daxter. On that one as well, you know. Don't mess with Jack and Daxter. I think, I think, I think what you mean as yeah. well is, yeah, I think Sony's got a different type of mascot because I think if you look at PlayStation 1, it was Lara Croft and Tomb Raider. PS2 it was Kratos with God of War. PS3 was Nathan Drake with Uncharted. PS4 was Ellie and Joel. You know, even though it came out at the end, tail end of PS3, it was more Ellie and Joel on PS4. But yeah, I get what you mean, like that platforming mascot. Mario was iconic. Yeah. I think, the, honestly, honest to God, I think the closest Sony ever got in their own Mario, in that sense, was probably Sackboy. You know, because that was quite big during the Little yeah, Big Planet phase. But,
1: yeah, but kinda had I, just to know, I just want you to know.
0: I just want you. I'm just going to leave you that. with a thought.
1: Yeah.
0: And you listeners, I want you all to think about this thought. Yeah. Think about what Team Asobi can do with the extra personnel and budget with the controller after what they did with Playroom. You know, that's all I'm going to leave you with. I don't want to hear anything. Just think about it. Think about it. Amazing. But sticking with Japan yeah. and Team Asobi, you know, another thing, a lot of feedback about Sony's not caring about Japan. That was asked to Herman Holst about what Sony's focus is with Japan. Well, not Sony, J- PlayStation's focus on Japan. He He obviously mentioned that Japan is very important. Uh, continuing to build partnerships through Sony external dev team. Now, yes, they've cut back. There was a lot of money being. I think Sony look at it the the PS4, and you look at the Western studios that they were making a first party game or a second party partnership, and they were selling ten million plus. Then you had games like Puppeteer, and you know, yes, you had the Shadow of Colossus games and stuff like that. They were all really good, really niche products that filled a gap in the market, but they were selling two million, three million we're in a business world you know nintendo have cut out the dead weight and they've got like six key games that they'll just keep doing and selling 20 30 million you know and microsoft have it with halo gears and forza same pillars you know and i think sony looked at japan and if you think about it this way alex Sony people don't realize that sony have actually over the last if you look at one before final fantasy 7 remake came out so you've bought Final Fantasy and you don't even realize it. Final Fantasy VII remake yep. launched exclusively on PS4, yep. still not out on Xbox yet. You've yep. got the next gen patch and integrate mm-hmm. with the DLC coming out yep. exclusive to PlayStation consoles. Yep. Final Fantasy XVI mm-hmm. exclusive to PlayStation consoles when it comes out, yep. and if rumors are to be true you know team ninja creators of the Niho franchise are making a souls like final fantasy origin game exclusive to playstation so and if the if the the very faint very wishful rumor of picking up konomi ips is to be believed then you know i yeah. I'm, all for, I'm all for it bro i'm all for it if so, but i think again we spoke about it you know why pay for the cow when you only need the milk right mm-hmm. And Sony are looking at these Japanese IPs and they're picking them up. And you, you don't get any bigger than Final Fantasy, right, from Japan in terms of just like history with PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see what Sony do with uh, the Japanese market and games and things going forward. But I think one thing that we can say is with the exception of Team Asobi and a few others... It's safe to say they're not really going to build that many more first-party studios in Japan, and they'll probably look at those third-party third um, partnerships yeah. and stuff. But yeah. I mean, it's a big one for you. I mean, your thoughts, obviously, the fact that Sony are looking to more like buy titles like for partnership and timed exclusivity from Japan and things like Final Fantasy, as an example. Yeah, I
1: think that's a great idea. I mean, it's it's always a good move. But I do think that they, yeah, uh, the theme, the fact is that they're not really focusing too much on their own talent, is kind of, um, yeah, it's just just a weird one, especially as Sony, obviously, it's a Japanese company. The PlayStation, the PlayStation brand, is quite strong over there, but it just seemed that it kind of wavered um, over the PS4, and I think um, it could be down to two things. One being that um, Konami or Konami is not really working with them, you know what I mean, on an exclusive basis, I mean, like in terms of you know, games like Metal Gear Solid. I think uh, Hideo Kidama, the whole um, losing, uh, you know, f- um, franchises like Metal Gear Solid, making sure that was cross-platform, um, was one of the key moves which they should have kind of held on to. You know, they should have just paid to make sure that it was exclusively on Sony. And I think that was, that kind of shent shockwaves uh, within Japan to say that, yeah, Sony's not really considering, you know, the talent that they have. And I kind of wish that they kind of held on to it. Um, and the other thing is Nintendo, you know <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> smashing it up there I think what happened was uh the switch came out obviously in four years time it basically outsold the playstation's entire it's just the truth it's just the truth you know what I mean and I think as soon as as soon as Nintendo took overtook it like they doubled the amount that um you know the playstation 4 sold in you know in in like a fraction of the time yeah I think the, the alliance and allegiance has just switched over to Nintendo. So, um, you know, Nintendo's
0: that core Japanese franchise there. Don't listen to him, listeners. He's chatting shit. You know, that little market... That little uh, Japanese market compared to the European and American market. You know, we don't listen to Alex. You know, he just chats bollocks. The only thing hitting 200 million is GTA Five. Oh, and the Switch, yes. No, 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 no. I'm so, so out soon. we'll... Uh, we'll move on to uh, real gaming. And obviously the big one is last week we saw the state of play from horizon yep. listeners. Again, if you haven't seen it head over to the YouTube link in our description, you can watch mine and Alex's uh, quite hilarious live reaction. <laughs> yes, and a line that's been picked up by a few people is it's fake. They're doing a kill zone again, it was, which is what I said. Uh, but a lot of people couldn't stop laughing about that because honestly, I thought it was fake. It looked that good. But, um, obviously, uh, we found out that Horizon is on track for 2021, mm. but they don't want to give a date just yet, just in case. Just in case. Realistically, from a business standpoint, yeah. they're just yeah. waiting. Yeah. But it's good to hear that it's on track for 2021 and it could be that fall game. Um, Horizon, obviously, they also mentioned, is very successful on the PC. We spoke about that in last week's episode. Yeah. Um, and in regards to PC games... They You know they talked about how PlayStation will remain the best place to play playstation Studios games and that they will look at the right time to launch games on p c now. If you have, if you think about it, Horizon Zero Dawn was like two years after launch, it hit PC. Days Gone, two years after launch, it hit PC. Now the rumor is, based on their presentation last week that we spoke about, is that Uncharted 4 is going to be the next game, which makes no sense to me because you'd think they'd do the Nathan Drake collection, but it's Uncharted 4, yeah. which would be like four, five years. Yeah. So, you know, they, they, they're they leaving it big. There's no day and date launch on PC. I think they realize that you've got to keep your bread and butter on home first. Yeah. Whereas Xbox, they... they why do you need hardware when you can just play on the PC if you want first party, right? But it's good to see PC. Um but we'll move on from that. So that was ever the big points from Herman Holster's interview, uh, which was really, really interesting. Uh just two other bits of news Battlefield six, mm-hmm. official announcement, um, and reveal. well, the announcements be made, but the official reveal is June 9th. Okay from ea it's not a part of a big ea play they've said that that's not coming until july this is just a battlefield event yeah. um that kind of kicks off the summer of gaming really you know yeah. which is really interesting so it'll be really cool to see what battlefield looks like on next gen machines yeah. and officially alex 2021 the playstation 5 is now the best-selling machine in the uk for 2021 there was a massive influx of consoles in late may for them to catapult above the Nintendo Switch and the Xbox yeah. Series S and X. Miles Morales is the best-selling game mm-hmm. as well, which is really, really big. Um, but, I mean, <clears throat> to think that you go January, there was machines. February, there wasn't any. March, there was machines. April, there wasn't any. And then May, there was machines. So it's like, it's so staggered, yeah. but they did it. I mean, really quick, your thoughts on, obviously, the fact that the PS5 has... Landed a shot on the switch, you know, because it, and it, but it just shows that the semiconductor shortage is hitting everybody. Yeah. Nobody's safe from that, not even the switch.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know where um, Sony uh, kidnapped their wizard to magically make you know a whole load of more PS5s just, just randomly appear in stores, especially in the UK of all places. Um, but yeah, I mean that's good for them, you know. I mean, it's it's obviously just going to help with the whole marketing push for their games, especially for Ratchet and Clank. So. They need to make sure that there's enough um, consoles on the shelves. But the fact is that they overtook the Switch. Get out of here. Someone's fudging these figures, oh, mate. Yeah, well. They're fudging them. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, if Nintendo actually just took a second place, you know, they just took a knee. They just thought, you know, let's just let's let the little boys, let's let them, um, you know, at least get the, uh, the record for the first quarter. And then they're just going to release, like, the new Switch and it's just going to blow everything else out the water. But that being said, um, I'm really glad to see that the PlayStation 5 is coming out. Um, on on top, you know. So it's uh, it's it's a good time for
0: now. <laughs> Full of country. Yeah, just he chat shit. Listeners, don't listen to him, man. Uh, okay, he still thinks he's decent at teching, so you can take uh, what oh, he's, he's, talking he's talking about. Good. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, let's see. So, um, I don't even know if we've got it installed on the PS Five yet. I need to oh, double check. Okay, but I might yeah. want, nah, I might, I might want you to try that first level in Returnal, bro. But um. <laughs> We got one question this week. Obviously, it's, it's hard to get everything prepared when we're doing it live. Yeah. Um, but I did get asked one question in person mm-hmm. by a friend. Uh, his name's David. He's from the UK. Oh, David. And he asked... Uh, Hi, David. I told you you'll get your question on the show, so it's on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Alex, yeah. in your opinion, what is the most iconic PlayStation game or franchise on playstation platforms now this can be a sony first party title this can be a third party title what game do you affiliate playstation with you know what i mean because obviously people could think the last of us but if there was no crash bandicoot there wouldn't be a last of a naughty dog to do last of us and things like that so when you think about playstation what game or franchise do you affiliate with PS One, PS Two, PS Three, PS Four, PS Five, PSP, PSV, be a bit Pocket Station, you know, uh, all these like things. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what? What franchise? Um, one. Because we can name loads. Can name you, but... but okay, I'll give you a, the challenge. Is this right? A franchise and a singular game. Okay. Yeah. okay? So uh your franchise and your game. so what most iconic game/franchise do you affiliate with PlayStation? Well, oh, that'll be uh, Final Fantasy, son. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, especially
1: when uh, Final Fantasy VII was released all those years ago. I think um that was when Sony um established themselves as being the console to have um especially full-blown Japanese or well, J- JRPG games. Um and obviously it sold phenomenally. It is now the staple of the franchise enough so that they've actually remade it. Um, second to that, if I could just slip it in there. <laughs> would I, there's, there's so many, there is so many, but I think out of all the ones that I'm thinking about, um, definitely uh, Final Fantasy VII, um, that's the franchise, and obviously that's the game, you know, so um, that's what I'd say. And next would be, an honourable mention would be Metal Gear Solid, you know, before they switched over to the, uh, the Xbox side. Um, but yeah, that would be my two
0: interesting um i think for the obvious answer is gta yeah from way back ps1 and that but i actually think there's a franchise that affiliates with playstation even more because if you think about it yes you can say uncharted but that was ps3 you can say god of war that's ps2 you can say uh you know final fantasy that has gone through ps4 things like that but there's one game one franchise that has been continuous Gran Turismo that yeah, yeah, is yeah, the go. franchise and I think that is I think the the Gran Turismo 1 and Gran Turismo 2 and Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec which was PS1 PS1 and then PS2 yeah. those three games are, are just as important to PlayStation as GTA 3 Vice City San Andreas Final Fantasy 7 Metal Gear Solid where people don't Realize just how important Gran Turismo has been to the history of PlayStation, yeah. and when you take into account that the worst selling game in the franchise has sold like nine, 10 million units is ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. You know And Gran Turismo is huge. Poly- polyphony digital has been with Sony all the way throughout. but did you know that they made a game after Gran Turismo one that isn't a Gran Turismo that launched on PlayStation? tourist trophy it was a motorbike game <laughs> yeah. it had to be racing yeah, right be re- re- you re- know
1: soon, but, uh,
0: but um, yeah uh, so I think as a, as a franchise Gran Turismo for me uh, Final Fantasy is a great shout probably the biggest third party game on PlayStation that you just affiliate with PlayStation because yeah. when you think about it Final Fantasy 7 well, that's 8 like isn't it, first 9 year. 10 11 12 He's not just Kevin. actually 13 games from Final Fantasy. 14, 15, and 16. All PlayStation. They've all been on PlayStation. So everything, yeah. And you can, obviously you can go back and. No, they weren't all exclusives. 13, and there was a time where they were played nice with Xbox and it went multi platform. Yeah. But everything from 7 onwards has launched on PlayStation as well. Yep. As a singular game, yes, I could say Gran Turismo 1 again, right? But yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2. Sons of Liberty, that E3 presentation when he's walking on the bridge and then he jumps down to the boat, that was such a gigantic leap from whatever was running on PlayStation 1 at the time to PlayStation 2. That was for video games what the camera movement in the Matrix was for Hollywood. You know, that showed that we were leaving pixelated, jagged-edged characters to something smooth and Hollywood with Metal Gear Solid 2. So, yeah, Metal Gear came across for both of us. And obviously, yeah, that's a that's a mighty powerful franchise is yeah, there. They
1: also showcase Sony's ability to bullshit everybody. <laughs> they showed that trailer to everyone's elation. Everyone's like, yeah, freaking hell, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2. And then you put the, pop the game in and, yeah, it was exact, exactly what you saw in the E3 showcase. But then it switched over to Raiden. <laughs> and, and then the game just took a left, and I'm thinking, what the hell? Sony, why did you do that? Just like, just why? or well, Konami, why did you do that? Why? Actually, in fact, both of them. Why did Sony allow Konami to do that? Yeah, all we just wanted was a full-blown uh um, Gear Solid with Solid Snake just do what he needs to do just twice as better for the sequel, what they threw Raiden in there. And obviously, we've heard um, Sony talk about their um, exclusive titles coming to the PlayStation 5 and just are switching. Yeah, so anyway... If I'm pointing out anything, it's the fact that Sony just really just need to stick to their guns, stop chatting bullshit, just tell us the fans, you know, what the hell's actually going on, because we're big enough now, you know, and so we can actually just, actually save time, um, save our money almost, um, you know, for when we actually need to pick up the games and consoles, when they eventually do um, release. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that um, you've come to the end of the show (laughs) there's nothing else to say (laughs) well
0: listeners that's everything for episode 53 uh next week we will be back with um obviously our normal programming which is the latest psx and the latest ps5 as well uh listeners again if you head over to the youtube channel which is linked in this description you can see loads of videos from the latest ps5 including our live reaction to horizon more importantly a lot of our e3 reactions will be in podcast form and video form so you can see our hyper shocked faces when we see game footage and stuff like that it's a lot of fun so please like and subscribe on the youtube channel just click the link in the description you can also head over to www.patreon.com dot com forward slash latest ps5 that link is also in the description to get access to other playstation shows from us as well as early access each and every week and obviously your contribution also helps keep this show running alex with that being said thank you very much for listening you have the final word for listeners
1: final words and final words can i just shout out again yes we love doing this any fans listening to the show just like share and subscribe and it just does a lot for us as well. And obviously uh, coming through um, with E3, uh, pretty much the show's starting, what, next week? Yep. Yeah, next week we're going to have so much content, guys. So it's going to be a lot of fun and we'd love you to be on the journey with us. So just like, share, and subscribe. If you know anybody who needs any of this news, um, any PlayStation 5 news, instantly just let, us, let them know. Just give them a WhatsApp message, give them a TikTok message, just put it out there. And we look forward to seeing you on the other side. Um, going back to the final word... E3, fuck yeah. That's what
0: I'm going to say, even though it's a family show. (laughs) Definitely not a family show. (laughs) Good night, everybody.